Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Odyssey NFL insider Jason LaConfora, who also you can hear every Sunday morning during the NFL season uh, with Joe and Pam, uh, getting you ready for all of the festivities. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. We got to talk about Sunday night football and the 49ers and the Cowboys. How bad is it for America's team right now? It's bad. Um, you know, they, they're for me, they're a, a star-heavy team. You know, they're kind of, to me, a little bit like that Rams team that actually went out and, and won a Super Bowl, and this team doesn't even win playoff games. But, you know, I feel like their guys have to be in MVP form, their highest-paid players, for them to win because I don't buy a lot about the rest of the roster. I don't buy the head coach, who's now also an offensive coordinator, I don't like him as an offensive coordinator at all. Um, I don't buy Jerry Jones as an NFL general manager. We've got 20-plus years of empirical data to tell us that's a failure. But, you know, the NFC stinks, and that division's pretty watered down, and, and people can get themselves hyped up about this team every year if they want to. Hell, they do it every year. And every year I fade their futures totals, and every year I say there's no <laughs> way they're doing a damn thing in the playoffs. And I look for them to come up small in big spots like this. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was over this game like 10 different ways to Friday or whatever. But I did. You know, one of my best bets certainly was the 49ers getting over 24 and a half points against these guys. Like if Micah Parsons is a one-man wrecking machine, you know, then that defense looks otherworldly. And if it's not, and and if you have a sound, um, if you have a good offensive line, if you're sound fundamentally in the screen game, um, if you're willing to stick with the run game and do it with a multitude of guys, and that's Kyle Shanahan to a T, you know, you're going to have success against this team. And and the Cowboys offense is broken. It's, it's, it's you know, a little bit to C.D. Lamb and nothing to anybody else. When we talked about this on, on um, game day yesterday, like you look at Pollard's impact and yards per touch, and it's night and day compared to a year ago. You look at their ability to push the ball downfield, it's night and day from a year ago. Um, you look at the red zone offense, it's totally broken. Uh, and they were beat up on defense. So uh, I thought this was a bad spot for them. I, I didn't know they'd lose by 32. But I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are beating any teams with any regularity who we view as real Super Bowl contenders. The idea that they were the best team in that division or the best team in football is complete poppycock. It's 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 like it's it's found in TikTok videos, I guess, maybe. And it's found in the Cowboys team store where Jerry, you know, sells a million jerseys. And it's it's it, it, I guess that's reality. You know, when Jerry does his radio show every week and tells you how, oh, man, we just got some bad luck. But we're the best team in football. Like, I, I guess that is valid in those spheres in the real world, in my world. They don't do a damn thing and haven't done a damn thing for a long time. Yeah, it looks like they're just going to beat up on the bad teams. That's when you want to well, take them, and then they yeah, and then, <laughs> and then get some good teams. <laughs> Let, let's go against them. A lot of times you're going to get some value. All right, let's talk about uh, Steelers Ravens. Great rivalry. We know the handicap every year. It's so easy, but it happened again. You just take the dog. You just take the under. Yeah. We talked yeah. about it on the show yesterday. Both things hit. So, how do you view yesterday? Do you view it as it's the same old Steelers-Ravens game we've seen a million times? 
or do you view it as, man, those uh, that was very questionable late in the game. Lamar hasn't played in this series in a while, and he gets this opportunity to win the game, and his team had a ton of turnovers. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Ravens mismanaged that game. They mismanaged the Colts game. They have two losses and, and coaching decisions, um, how to field punts, you know, when to attempt field goals, when not to, when to go for it, and how to play fourth-quarter defense all play a significant role in those defeats. There's a lot of similarities there. Um, And if you look at this defense, now as great as it is in so many areas, it's near the bottom of the NFL since the start of last season and defending the pass in the fourth quarter, it's just become um, an absolute malady for them. And the ball was only going one place, right? It was going to Pickens. And they start putting Marlon Humphrey, their $20 million corner on him who just came back from injury. And they start leaving him in some one-on-one situations. And he absolutely cooks them. And they're not a big blitzing team. And so when they bring six, somebody better get home. And when they bring six and they leave, you know, uh, uh, whatever he was, 80% Marlon Humphrey on an island against Pickens, it's a pretty good chance you're going to lose that battle and you might lose that football game. I mean, they also had a blocked punt. I mean, it, it not kicking a field goal at the end of the first half was absolutely like ridiculous on on every level and then the the fourth quarter play call and play decision on you know going for it and the the pick in the in the end zone was was egregious and saying all that they still had the ball with a chance to win the thing and then there's a sack um crazy stuff happens in this series that the Steelers offense was horribly broken for most of that game but um the Ravens also stopped running the ball 17 carries 100 yards and a touchdown in the first half the second half, Todd Munkin called consecutive run plays zero times. You're getting six yards of carry. You're gassing them in, in option looks. You're gassing them with counter looks out of the pistol. Is Lamar keeping it? Where's the mesh point? They never ran the ball twice in a row the rest of the game, despite a lead on the road against a horrible run defense. So um, I was on the under here big time more than anything else. I, I would say, you know, now is not a bad time to put half a unit on that Ravens Titan Titans under they're both under teams they've been under teams since last year and now they're going to a weird environment traveling across the country or shoot across the globe across the ocean <laughs> um both licking their wounds after divisional games that they're going to feel like we should have won so uh the, you know the, the, that'll probably be a slog over there but the idea that Todd Munkin was going to come in and and revolutionize the Ravens passing game the ball goes <laughs> to two people it's the same as it always was. It used to be Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. Now it's Zay Flowers <laughs> and Mark Andrews. But, I mean, nothing's, nothing's really changed. Um, they pay an o- a- Odell $18 million to do nothing. Rashad Bateman's <laughs> a complete sunk cost as a first-round pick. Eric DaCosta, they shouldn't let him pick wide receivers. Anymore. They should take him out of the wide receiver equation entirely. Whoever, whatever, What would you do, Eric? Okay, we're going to do the exact opposite. Who wouldn't you sign? Who do you think? Is that too much money for that guy? Is that too much money for A.J. Brown? You think it is? Okay, we're going to go get A.J. Brown. He's a real player. <laughs> I love when you come on. It's the highlight of my Monday for sure. So Joe Burrow's talking about, oh, this is the best I felt, and it looks like he is back. However, yeah. it was against the Cardinals. How do you rate you know, what you see from this Bengals team? Now they're going to play a Seahawks team coming off a bye. Uh, what, I don't want to overreact too much to what I saw from the Bengals, but how do you rate them now moving forward? 
Well, I'll tell you this. I'm working for a piece um, for the Washington Post right now. And last week, I was talking to a lot of executives in the league. You know, the first month of the season's over. You know, biggest surprises, disappointments, just kind of taking people's, you know, temperature on things. And invariably, the talk turned to teams like Carolina and Arizona because of some of the trades they made in the in, around the draft that are coming back to bite them in the butt. And then obviously Cincinnati, you know, biggest, who do you think is the biggest disappointment? And then we start talking about Cincinnati and everybody said the same thing. The quarterback's not right. The quarterback's hurt. The quarterback can't plant and throw. It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. If the quarterback's fine, they'll be fine. Like literally it was like everybody had talking points, but they're watching mm-hmm. film. They're making their own determinations. Several of the people I've talked to have, you know, their teams have faced the Bengals already and will face them again. Uh, and then the, he, the kid comes out and says, you know, Hey, I felt different from the first series and like i could be myself so I, I think there's a lot of validity to that now is this a strain that can be you know easily aggravated again are they out of the woods is this something that eventually seeps down into an achilles um you know like am i are they going to go on another magical three-month run like we've seen them do before once you know getting out of the doldrums of the season in, in september and early october you can't put it past them right because they've done it before um Seattle will be an interesting test for them. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, but if they can push the ball downfield, then they're a viable option. Because their problem was they were falling behind, and then they're, you know, historically bad yards per pass. I mean, I think it was the lowest yards per attempt through the first four weeks of a season since 1950. I mean, something like 4.8 net yards per attempt. So if, if they at least, if you at least have to worry now about Jamar Chase downfield and some, and you know, T Higgins gets back and him downfield, I still think they desperately need to move tight end and maybe they can trade for one at the deadline. I think they should be exploring that with vigor. Um, even if it's not, you know, a stud, but something, something equivalent to what they used to have with Hayden Hurst. I think that would unlock that offense further. Um, but look, look at, look at their division. You know, as poorly as they played, as much as they've kind of just been a nothing burger, they're right there. <laughs> that they are. Burger. That they are. That, never forget about uh, Joe Burrow and company once he's finally healthy. We have talked about some bad teams and bad performances already. Mentioned the Panthers and the Cardinals and the Cowboys from last night. We haven't talked about the New England Patriots yet. Things are Ooh. so bad up in New England right now that now we're talking about Bill Belichick being on the hot seat? Is that even possible? Well, you look at how Mac Jones is performing so far. The answer is yes. His pressure rate is low. His rate is low. But boy, he cannot throw a football to save his life. How bad is it for the Patriots right now, Jason? It's awful. Um, It's awful. I I mean, and, and everything there. I mean, you can't. You can't look at the wallpaper in the building or, you know, uh, what what kind of uh, fixtures they have on the sinks in the bathroom, right, without Bill Belichick's fingerprints being all over it. So, no, it starts and ends with him. And the crazy thing is the Matt Patricia Joe Judge thing somehow in hindsight looks better now than it did in real time because <laughs> here comes Bill O'Brien to save the day and it's worse. I mean, it's yep. worse across the board. Like it's it's worse, markedly worse, to where the quarterback's coming out almost like he's he he doesn't want to play. Like if I throw a pick six in the first quarter again, will they will that like 
can I just sit back and watch Zappy deal with this crap? Like that's almost what it it looks like. Um, they should have traded him in the offseason. They flirted with it a lot. You know what? And one of Bill Belichick's biggest strengths has been when he Fs it up through an acquisition, he's usually the first one to recognize it, and he's usually trying to sell as whatever whatever selling high looks like remaining on that player, he's usually willing to do it ASAP to move on and admit the mistake. And and it definitely crossed his mind numerous times. Um and in hindsight, he absolutely should have done it uh, for leadership reasons, for for execution, productivity reasons. And in this case, for saving his own backside reasons. So and now the defense, which I think would have been able to hold them in games and at least keep it from looking like this. You know, you, you take Judon out of it. You take the rookie corner out of it. And now all of a sudden there ain't a whole lot of there there either. And I don't know how he keeps this thing from from becoming um, a festering disaster. It's it's completely up to Robert Kraft. I mean, you know, everything ends. And maybe the yeah. way he forces the, this is he goes to Bill Belichick and says, you're done picking players for me. Like, you're, I'll, I'll pay you what I'm paying you. You can stay and coach the team, but we're going to find an evaluator who you can work with, and there's going to be separation of church and state. And, and maybe that's enough for Bill Belichick to say that's not how I work. That's not how we were the greatest dynasty in the salary cap era. You know, I, I don't know where that goes, but that conversation probably needs to take place. Now, because of all he's done is is Robert Kraft, who I've always thought of as more of sort of a conciliatory guy than it is, you know, someone who's willing to come in there at an inflection point. You know, I think that's why he delegated so much to Bill Belichick. This is the kind of thing that Belichick would always handle, except he, Belichick can't handle it because the enemy's from within. Um, I don't know, guys. Uh, but I don't think this is getting better anytime soon. They don't have personnel to get out of this. The personnel is a big problem, you know, and scheme's only going to take you so far. And the AFC is a real tough conference. So uh, there could be interesting conversations in the offseason for sure. Jason, we've got about a minute left. Are your O's going to put up a fight? I'm glad you get the what data. Take take a breathe, take a breath. But yeah, well, it, they're going to make this. Wow. They're going to bring it back. How about that? I mean, it, it's 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 certainly within their toolkit to do so. Um, the manager's mm-hmm. got to wake up. <laughs> you know, like, dude, it's it's the playoffs. I, I mean, don't don't worry about your game four starter when you might not have game four. Like, you probably need to be in that ball game right now in the third inning. So I, I don't know, guys. They've been a great team on the road all year. They haven't been swept all year. They haven't been swept in a series since wow. Ali Rutschman was called up a year ago in May. There would be a certain irony in that happening the first time this group gets to the postseason. Um, I think they can hit Evaldi. They can hit Velocity. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I'm not ruling them out, but there, there was missed opportunity after this. This year, series should at least be. 1-1. It, it was horribly mismanaged from the construction of the postseason roster for this series right through most managing decisions. Mm. Wow. Jason LaConfora, Odyssey NFL insider and big Baltimore Orioles fan. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, no shortage of upsets in the division series of Major League Baseball's postseason. But will that trend continue? That's right here on the BetQL Network.